This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. We are live from Studio 5 on AMI-audio. Mike Ross and Chris Couture with you on the Tuesday edition of the show. You've heard of Apple TV, a device that basically allows you to stream so many of your favorite TV shows, thereby reducing your dependence on cable or satellite TV. And people are cutting the cord, as they say. But it still hasn't made much of a dent in the cable TV market in Canada. In the United States... There are a lot more options in the TV streaming business, and uh, our next guest can offer a little bit of insight into this topic and where things are heading from your tech report on AMI-audio. Happy to welcome back from uh, Montreal, Mark Aflalo. How you doing, Marco? I'm good. You guys? No, very good. Thank you. Good to have you back. So, Mark, in Canada, uh, when it comes to streaming versus traditional cable and satellite TV, where are we at? Uh, you know what, Krista, it comes down to content right now. In Canada, because we don't host the major networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, et cetera, et cetera, we have, you know, Bell and different companies, Videotron, et cetera, et cetera, that have the rights to these networks. So whoever controls the content really kind of controls distribution. So everyone has their own service, Crave TV, Show Me, there's still Netflix out there. So so in Canada, really the major cable uh, you know subscribers and the cable companies are the ones that control the content for now. I mentioned Apple TV off the top. Um who's the leader in hardware to compete with cable TV around Canada? Is it Apple TV? You know, Apple TV has has a great name for itself, but they're actually still playing a lot of catch-up towards, you know, from some of the other companies that have existed. Google's Chromecast has existed before Apple TV, but my favorite, and, and we talk about this on the show, is a device called Roku. Okay, we've got a, actually a clip of you and Mitchell Whitfield uh, on your tech report discussing that. Have a listen. So, Mitchell, as you know, we're talking about products we love, and one of the companies that obviously came to my mind, and I'm not going to lie, I've been working on this for quite some time, is Roku, because in this world of online streaming entertainment, <laughs> you and I have always gravitated towards Roku for, for one reason or another. I think what you originally, originally you introduced me to the company when I was at your house in California. Absolutely. And, and while there are other companies that may dabble in streaming, in streaming devices for digital media, this is what Roku does, and they do it better than anyone. And honestly, they really do. Okay. First of all, I like how you dropped in there that you happen to be in California when you discovered the product. So thanks for rubbing that in. Uh, but uh, you guys sound pretty excited about, uh, about Roku. Tell us a little bit more about what sort of makes it stand out. Well, here's the thing. Roku's been around, and they've been in the game for a very long time. And their biggest advantage is the sheer amount of content that they aggregate for you and the superior hardware. So to give you an example, you know, you're, you're not, you're, you, you, 
plug in this device, which is under $69, beautiful piece of hardware. You can hide it behind your TV or not, and it aggregates all the content for you. So let's say you're a Netflix fan. You can watch Netflix. Let's say you have, let's have a Show Me in Canada. You can watch Show Me. You can access things like the Cineplex store. It really brings everything together in a beautiful interface that allows you to access your content all in one place. On the hardware side, this is where they really kind of stand out among everybody else because their latest Roku 4, which isn't available yet in Canada, it's going to be out the next month or so. It's been about out in the States for a while. We've had a, a chance to play with it. Supports full 4K video, so they're on the cutting edge, and no one else is doing that. And, of course, it presents the content in, in a great, easy way to see. One of the, the biggest standout features that I, you know, I fell in love with on the Roku was they have a headphone jack on their actual remote. So if you're lying in bed with your significant other and you don't want to bug them, you don't have to go out and buy these third-party headphones to try and watch TV quietly. It's right there built into the controller. So they've done a really good job on the hardware side and on the software side. They really present content in a way that's really easy to see and to find exactly what you need. And their content ranges from everything. TV shows, music, sports, news, international, anything you can either pay for online to see or just access for free, you can get that on Roku, which is why it really, you know, it really sets apart itself from the competition. So Mark, I only use some of the services like Netflix and stuff on my laptop. Does this hardware only for televisions or does it work with computers? Roku is designed to turn your television into a gateway to this content. So it's mm -hmm. meant for a TV. So it has an HDMI output. They have a small streaming version that's literally the size of a USB key that's meant for travelers, people who go to hotels. So, yeah, it's, it's meant mm -hmm. specifically to bring that content to your television. Uh, Mark Aflalo from York Tech Report is with us here on Live from Studio 5 on AMI-audio. Uh, Mark, how are companies like Rogers and Bell reacting to this? Because, uh, I mean, this is this is taking a, a piece of the pie away from them, and uh, they can't be happy about losing money. You know what? They're kind of embracing it because they realize that in order to stay competitive in this market, they have to take the content that they have and they pay the rights to and give people access to it. So if you're a Bell or Rogers subscriber, you can access their own streaming services for free. But they're also opening that up to people who aren't necessarily a subscriber of their services. So they're taking on that whole Netflix model and saying, hey, we have this great content. You can't get it on Netflix. You can't get it on our competitor. Come to us and you can sign up even if you don't have a cable or satellite box at home and we can give you that content as well and they're making those apps and those you know those hubs for their content available on things like the Roku so the Roku itself isn't really competing with them the fact that other services and other companies are streaming content is is the big game changer in terms of how we uh, we uh, get our content in the country do you foresee a day where all TV is going to be streamed not only do I, I foresee it all being streamed, but I see a day where you're going to be able to create your own channels of content based on just what you want to watch. You'll pick the shows you want to watch. You'll 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 combine them in your own little channel and say, okay, this is my channel. This is what I want to watch when I want to watch it. We are we, we live in this world where we want to do things on our own terms, and the PVR really helped us do that. But now we want to cut that cord. We don't want to pay 150 bucks a month. We don't want to pay $75 a month when, when we're only watching one or two shows. We want to pay for the shows that we want to watch when we want to watch it. So I think we're definitely going to see that happening. And the streaming is actually happening now already. I mean, they're streaming these content to the set-top boxes. It's already there. It's just a matter of... Will the internet and the infrastructure in our country support it? And it will absolutely do that soon. You know, I had this very conversation with my dad on the weekend. Um, and, and I'm just curious as to where it sort of ends up. If we do indeed 
land, you know, in a world where you can pick and, and play and pay for what you want. Uh, I think initially when they bring it in, they'll want to make it as cost effective as possible and, and, and attractive. But I can't help but think that these big, you know, blood-sucking companies uh, like Bell and Rogers don't turn around at some point and say, okay, we're giving you what you want. Now you got to pay for it. You've been enjoying it for a, a nice cheap rate. But uh, at some point, Mark, don't we, we end up paying for luxury, don't we? We do, but you have to look at the kind of big picture here. And if you look at companies like Rogers and Bell, their their game isn't only television. They've got wireless. They've got infrastructure and all that stuff behind them. There's going to come a time where they just can't force people to not get their content elsewhere. And if it's just a matter of saying, I want to watch Big Bang Theory, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to get a VPN. I'm going to watch it in the States. If you're not going to give me access to it, then so be it. And I think we're just going to see their entire model evolve and move away from this big TV subscription model and saying, fine, here, we'll charge you for the bandwidth to get the content wherever you want it. So they're going to have, they're going to see their revenue shift and they're already seeing their revenue shift. It's just a matter of how quickly that's going to happen and how badly it's going to hurt them in the process. Can you see that happening for something as big as pro sports? I mean, there's so much money. You look at the NFL and their, their whole model is based on television dollars. Not only is their model based on television and all, but this is the first year that we're seeing some NFL games being streamed. I mean, they yeah, streamed some the, exhibition games yeah, but the for streaming, free. The stream, yeah, but that streaming was lousy. The quality was terrible. The, the quality was terrible, but everybody's upping their game, especially as Apple is bidding for NFL's Thursday, you know, Thursday games. You know, there's major players who have lots of capital behind them who can increase the quality of the product, and it's really about the the getting the image from its source to you at a resolution that doesn't make you seem like you're watching it on your phone. You you want to see? We're, we've gotten used to this HD image. We've gotten used to you know some 4K images on some things, and we have to maintain that quality. And if that quality can be maintained um, and we can enjoy that in our home or anywhere, then I think we're definitely going to see this this shift happen. And people want to own their own content. You know, NFL, NBA, NHL, they own their content. They they want, you know, big, you know, cable providers to, to give them rights fees, but they, at the end of the day, want their consumers to have access to it. And if they can get their consumers' dollars directly and provide them with the same quality they would expect from someone else, they rather cut out the minimum. And Mark, lastly, tell us what's coming up next week. Oh, we've got a cool show lined up. We've finally got the guys at LG um, on the show this week, and they're going to be talking about their vast product lineup. They do things from smartphones to most incredible televisions to kitchen appliances. I love when companies span from things like cell phones to washers and dryers and frigidaires. It's really, really kind of cool. Plus, we've got a really cool service called Loot Crate, which is these subscription box services. I don't know if you've heard about these. Um, they have a monthly service where you basically get a surprise box. It's guaranteed to be 50 bucks worth of content, and it's it's some great cool stuff. So we're going to unbox one of those this week. Especially if you're a fan of the comic books or The oh, yeah. Walking Dead and all that. Yeah. Absolutely. Mark, thanks very much for being here. Good to talk to you. You too, guys. Mark Aflalo and your Tech Report airs Wednesdays and Saturdays on AMI-audio. Check out the schedule at AMI.ca. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. 
Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.